Why, hello and welcome to the 3DD Podcast, episode number four. Uh, my guest this week is Alicia Bell, IFBB Pro, online coach, Team HD coach at Pure Muscle and Fitness. And if I continue to fire off the entire resume, I will probably double the length of this episode. Uh, a major, major badass in the realm of the fit people. And uh, most important to me, a longtime friend and supporter. Uh, I, I was very interested and excited to see where this conversation was going to go. Um, yeah, as long as I've known Alicia and have listened to her stories and talked about her life, I, I do feel as though every time uh, we sit down together and talk, I learn something new and crazy about her. So being in the context of a podcast, I knew this was basically going to turn into a story time show. And uh, wow, she did not disappoint. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll leave the details for you to hear on the show, but uh, she has a great story and is a a picture-perfect example of finding success in the things that you enjoy. Um, we, we talk about the importance of enjoying the process of something as being key to staying internally motivated and that the path to your own success is rarely ever a straight line upward. You know, it, it ebbs and it flows and it peaks and it dips, but that's uh, also why it's difficult to see the end game if there even is one. Um, I... Um, I, I had a great time talking with Alicia, and uh, I can't wait to do this again. And thank you for listening. You can follow Alicia Bell on Instagram, her YouTube channel, and all of her online and social networking platforms at Train It Rights. And enjoy this episode of the 3DD Podcast with Alicia Bell. Okay, I'll go. Oh, okay. And good to go. All right. Alicia Bell. Hey. <laughs> I, was, I usually open these up by asking, I was like, oh, how was your shoot? But I'm just like, you've done like a million <laughs> I have a photo lot of, shoots. Like, yeah, I've done quite a few in the you've past. You've done like commercials. Yeah, I've done commercials. I like, did like magazine big, like, covers. Magazine thing, and then I show up. With my, <laughs> my <little laughs> hey, this is my little camera, my little light. No. We're it, just running around. Yeah, but I remember before you even had your little light. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Before I knew anything about like lighting and stuff, I was like, you were one of the first people I was shooting like early, early, early on. Facts. <laughs> I was like, isn't it crazy yeah, thing like about videos. like from the times that we like the, the for, like from the time that we first met, like pure muscle and fitness didn't exist. No, and I wasn't even living out you, yeah, in Burlington. You were, you were you were a city girl. <laughs> so different. How long ago was that? It was just like only like four years. It's not even <laughs> no, three years. It's so crazy, isn't it? I feel like it's been an ages though. <laughs> yeah. How was the move? I helped you. Like I helped uh... <laughs> back up my craziness. Yeah. I remember like I was for the for the morning. I was helping you, but when when you were leaving Toronto and you're moving up to Burlington. I helped you pack to leave, but then I then I left, so I didn't even see what happened when you're oh, unloading. Oh, unpacking was so much easier. It was like smooth, like straight out of the truck into the house. It was yeah. very because like, I don't took, know if, it took like no time. Because <laughs> I don't know if people know, but like you live like where you lived before, it was like it was like a townhome complex, and you were in one of the units that was like like a uh, like stairs stairs like <laughs> so you, stairs. you open the front door and it's stairs and we're trying to like move a treadmill out of it that was like one of the sketchiest things i've ever done in my life is move a treadmill down this narrow staircase the and landlord, across this little plank the landlord never said anything about the door at the bottom no no because <laughs> did, did you did we tell you that like we uh like we went to open the door and we turned the the, the door off and it just came clean off oh, we're just like oh, yeah uh, uh, <laughs> I, uh, 
okay, and we just put it back. Yeah, I'm not so handy, and that honestly was like that like the entire time I lived in that place. Are you serious? It was just always like that? It was yes. always broken? Yeah. You just have to turn up. <laughs> that's so funny. That's so Toronto, though, to just have something in your place that's broken that you just never fix. Yeah, that's also so single woman. Like, <laughs> not, I don't know how to fix anything. I can't change a light bulb. Like, I'm incapable of that. I just look strong. Just <laughs> That's so funny. Are you? How's the new place though? Is it like? Oh, I love it. The yeah. the only thing that I don't like about it is that it's detached. So like you don't the, like that? Well, I do. I like it, but it's the first time I've ever lived in like a detached place. But I'm all by myself, like all by myself. Oh. So if like the dogs hear something, they like freak out, and I'm like. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm like no one's gonna find me. <laughs> but I imagine it's like a lot more space, and it's like yeah, it's and good for the dogs. It is. They love it. They have like a fenced-in backyard, so I can just oh, throw so them like, in the back, like instead of just like running around, just tearing up your place. Yeah, and I don't have to like take them for like if I don't like in the morning if it's like really cold, I just like open the door and put them in the backyard, yeah. and then they do their thing. So I don't have to like get up early, get dressed, take them for a walk, like I yeah. just let them run around in the backyard. And just in general, like Burlington, well, because now you're because now you're with Team HD and and uh, over at Pure Muscle Fitness in Burlington, so you're not just having to like commute across two cities. Yeah, I'm like to... ten minutes away with lights. <laughs> yeah. So how is everything going with? Because you you got a lot of things in the because we're sitting right now we're sitting in the uh, the new warehouse space. I'm not gonna dox you guys, but like we're <laughs> we're, we're 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 in the the undisclosed uh under construction it's nice though it's like it's like there's a lot of you know there's a couple offices in the front big warehouse in the back where you're going to be doing all your distribution and stuff like that for the yeah it's a family affair like dorian's dad and noah's dad kind of did all the this like he remodeled everything and painted and put up the boards okay yeah even helped me at my house (laughs) put up my mirrors and like big team energy yeah yeah he's like all of our dads So are you are you still are, are you like how are you managing everything are you you must well, okay, how do you so schedule did, these it, days I, none of this was like planned so i just started going to pure like occasionally because i love the gym and yeah. then i was like and i can't like i love torque torque is like always home mm-hmm. right but it's like for what i want to do it's like bodybuilding like heaven it makes a lot of sense yeah like if, if, if anybody if you've ever uh come to pure muscle and fitness there if you if you are a bodybuilder if that's like your sport if that's your discipline this is like there's there's nothing you can't get done there it's like yeah it's it, it's the amazing. ideal like when they call it the mecca there's a reason yeah yeah it's it's amazing <laughs> for a lot of people it makes a lot of sense because like yeah like you said like we like torque will always feel like home but there are definitely limitations just because it's not tailored to what you do yeah yeah per se. Like, you know, there's for just straight up uh, powerlifting and like strength based sports. Mm -hmm. Yeah, torque is great. Um, But, you know, it's it's um, it's not it's just not tailored as much and specialized as much as. Exactly. Like torque, I can get done what I need to do, but I can do more details and more like bodybuilding oriented workouts with all the equipment that's there. Yeah. There's so many things that you don't even like think about. Yeah. And then we have like Panada equipment, which is shipped in from Italy. Italy. And like, yeah, the biomechanics of the machines are just so smooth and like very unique and it's hard to find anywhere else. I've never seen anything like it. (laughs) They're so crazy. (laughs) And everything else is like Atlantis or hammer strength. Like it's good. Yeah. Like the first time you went there, what was that like? (laughs) I was like, 
it was it wasn't even officially open and it wasn't as full as it is now like we didn't have as much equipment mm-hmm. but i was still like impressed oh it yeah was, same yeah and there was no, like at that point there was just like it was basically like dorian and his bodybuilder guys and like me and my client that were like working out in the whole gym and it was like yeah i was like i need to come here all the time <laughs> this is amazing no one's around to bug me and then at what point do you get asked to join the team <laughs> It was very random. Like, I'm, I was totally happy with my coach. I still, like, love my coach that I had last year, like, Shane Hewley. He's um, he's amazing. Um, I was on the bike doing cardio, like, late at night after the Toronto Pro Show. And Noah, Dorian's brother, who's, like, the business brains of the operation, I was sitting on the bike doing cardio next to him. And he's like, you should... Uh, you should just come out here. <laughs> and he's like, why, why isn't Dorian coaching you? I'm like, I don't know. Dorian's busy. I have a coach. And then he's like, let, let me work on that. And I was like, didn't really think anything of it. And then like 10 minutes later, Noah's like, send my brother your information. And I'm like, okay. He's like, now. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> and I, I said, Dorian, like, hey, this is the show I want to do. Because then I was going to prep and do like another show last year. I was like, this is a show I want to do. Like, here are my pictures. Kind of what's going on. And the next morning I woke up at 9.30. And... Um, my uh my email had this email from dorian and it was like my program i was like okay oh, I- <laughs> and then i was like how do i tell my other coach because like, I like oh this is awkward yeah and i was like i wasn't trying to leave him like it wasn't like that there's no bad blood like i was happy with his coaching and then um and then the next day like i got the program and then uh Noah and Dorian were like, hey, how about you come coach for Team HD? Because like we see that you're a coach, you got a lot of clients, it'd be a really great fit. We need another another female coach. I'm like, okay, sounds great. And then like before I knew it, they had put me on their Instagram, like, and a lot of my old coaches, like clients follow me. Mm-hmm. And uh I was like, I still hadn't told him. I was like, oh my God, it was Oops. like 24 hours later. Like, like, how do I say this to him? Like, because I was like sad. Because I was whirlwind. like, yeah, I was like, oh my God, like I'm sad, but I was like excited. And then one of his other clients messaged him and then he messaged me me and he's like i would have hoped you have told me and i was like Sorry. i didn't have time <laughs> but it was good it was good we we, we um, hashed it out it was okay he's cool and uh yeah so then i started coaching and then it just kind of developed into like they realized like my skill set so then i started like doing a lot of admin stuff for team hd so now i'm fully doing all the admin all the social media for team hd so anything that gets posted on anything pure. gets posted uh, and then and then <laughs> so if you're to pure so i wasn't always doing pure no i was doing a bit of pure okay, and then i was like yeah, do you want to take over pure and i'm like sure and then Noah's like do you want to take over heavy d and i'm like okay sure he's like how about muscle image and i'm like okay sure so then i have all the email addresses like the info i have my own email address addresses for like each one of them I have my coaching email address so I'm kind of like the behind the scenes everything and I wasn't going to be involved in the supplement company at all like it was just like there they were it's like every business is its own separate entity yeah 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 and then <laughs> Noah's like, hey, do you want to be the athlete manager since you talk to everybody anyway? And then I got involved with like the supplement side. So now I also answer the info email for the supplement company. I don't do the social, um, but I do do all the athlete management. And I've got about 30 affiliates that I'm managing right now. And then like right now we only have uh, two sponsored athletes, but we're trying to grow the team and we're going to 
pick our affiliates like that we think are doing a really good job and make them sponsored athletes. So it's it's going to grow. But I have all these athletes that I'm managing on top of all that stuff, on top of my train it right stuff. And so, yeah, I just have to be really organized. Yeah, <laughs> and but see, like it sounds it's a little side job of being an IFBB pro. <laughs> right. Yeah. Let's not forget that. Yeah, let's just add that on there. <laughs> like above all, like on top of all that, by the way, I'm also a, <laughs> a competitive professional. IFBB, yeah. Yeah. But like it all sounds like it all just kind of happens all at once but at the same time you know if you don't if you don't have if you don't lead the life you live up to this point then really none of that just comes clicks together right no, like it's not all, at all like if i hadn't it's a cumulative yeah, thing if i hadn't started my own business and wasn't doing like admin and social for that and grow my social from like nothing i wouldn't know what to do and how to, I feel how like to that help happens. them. Yeah, I feel like that happens with a lot of things. Though. It's a lot of like right place, right time. Things things tend to happen. Like I can't explain it, but like things like that to just tend to happen when you are yeah. like ready. Yeah, yeah, fate. Somehow, so there's something to that. Because I'm like, that, if, we, sure. if we backtrack, because I'm like, do, do they, first of all, do they know, or for that matter, do like your followers know like your extensive athletic history? Because <laughs> it's No, it's you know wide. what? I, <laughs> it's very I wide. I feel like I've grown like more in the past like three years than before. So like, I don't feel like my newer followers kind of know even the background of how I became what I am today or all the things that I've done. Yeah. Because to me, I like kind of, I do something. I excel at it or whatever and then I like move on and then sometimes I could forget I'm like oh yeah I, I did this oh yeah I went there oh yeah so I don't think a lot of them actually know all of the things that I've done or like yeah. the so levels why, I've competed at yeah so that's why I'm like you know for you know for the most part i try to not make this like a story time podcast but if i'm going to do that for anybody it should probably be you because like, a decent story you've got yeah. a de- okay you've got a pretty wide story because <laughs> i'm like that spans like a career of the, of like running and then somehow and this is something that i we've never talked about but how you ended up in like the 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 lingerie league the football league yes. we'll get there <laughs> But like when you're, because you're, I don't like do, do a lot of people know, like because you're kind of from like a nowhere town. Oh uh, yeah, if, village if you, actually. It's not even a town. Is it called a village? It is village. There's not enough people there to call it a town. What? So the, it's classed as a village. Yeah. The village of Plaster Rock. It sure is. Is Plaster Rock in Ontario? No, it's in New Brunswick. <gasps> oh yeah, yeah, I remember that. Because I, I remember- went to university in Halifax, and then I moved to Ottawa. Then I moved to Vancouver. Then I spent a long stay in LA. Moved back to Vancouver. I don't really live in LA. Moved to Ottawa. Moved back to Vancouver, and then moved from Vancouver to here. And this is over a span of how many years? Oh uh, well, I mean, like after I graduated university in Halifax. Oh okay. So like it's like so that's a, I'm that's not trying a to date myself, but it was one of the not a spring chicken. <laughs> well, you so you, you start in a like a little in the in the village. In the village. The yep. village of Plaster no, actually, Rock. fact, I'm not even from the village. I'm from like outside of the oh village, <laughs> a place called North View, which is like a dead end dead end road with like lots of potato fields. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> we didn't have I didn't have cable growing up. Really? I had never listened to hip hop music. I had no idea what my background was. I had because we never talked about it. And it's like uh, very rural, very very, very rural. rural, like yeah, literally like in the my potato idea fields. Of like, 
you know, you know, besides playing sports, like fun would be like to go for a walk or to go outside uh, and play. So or, is that how you end up in sports? Just from yeah, like because I was the only child, so I had no one, nothing to do besides like play with myself. Like <laughs> it sounds so bad, but like you know, like go outside and kick soccer ball around or shoot basketball hoops. Not yeah. like play, play, play sports by yourself. Yes, play sports by myself. Yeah. But there's nothing wrong with playing with yourself. It's very good for <laughs> no, it's very healthy. I mean, do you? It's very you healthy. Yeah, <laughs> just don't tell us about it. <laughs> so like, what, what what's what what do you think is That's the first for fans like? Only. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh my God. So what, what what's the beginning of like your athletic career? Because um, the way that I the way that I understand it from you is that your first what what I would consider say like your background came from like running, right? It did like track. Yeah, it came from track. Like in elementary school, like I was faster. Like we had those field days. Yeah. And I would be faster than everyone in the school, like including the guys. So I was like the fastest kid in the playroom. Mm. And my grandmother recognized that. And thank God for my grandmother, because I probably wouldn't be where I am now. But she recognized that. And she's like, there has to be something more. Because we're from the middle of nowhere, she like didn't know. Mm. There's no track. There's no coach. There's no nothing. So she's like, okay, there must be something more. Like I've seen track and field in the Olympics. So she like did her research. This is before like the internet. Like she still doesn't have the internet, but she like found a track coach in like a neighboring town and used to drive me to uh, train with him. And so she would drive me every, like one, two, three, three times a week to go train with him. To train with the coach? Yeah, to go train with the coach for track. And oh. uh, I played other sports too, but like I, I was like really into track because like I was really good at it. That was your thing? Yeah, I was good at soccer, basketball too. But okay, anything I played, I was probably like <laughs> number one player the mvp for like everything but just i really like classing everybody yeah yeah, you yeah. <laughs> well i'm also super competitive so it's like everything i do i've like it's a competition <laughs> like i've got to be better so like i would go like shoot basketball like by myself until like you know three pointers over and over and over and over again like in my free time or mm. to kick the soccer ball like whatever sport season it was it, on top of track i was like i just would go to practice but then i would like do all those other things like by myself i was like the crazy kid that did like 100 push-ups 100 sit-ups a hundred like squats before bed like because i thought i needed to <laughs> so a lot of things a lot of uh self-motivation and a lot of uh willingness to do repetition of uh yeah i didn't know any better like i had no idea i just thought like well this is it's setting you up for yeah. a career bodybuilding <laughs> it was <laughs> i had no it. idea had no clue <laughs> so at what point do you did you ever like take that like to, I'm sure you did, right? Like you took that to competitive levels. Track, oh yeah, like I ran, I won high school. Like here would be like OFSA, so I like I won provincials. Oh, okay, I yeah, got gotcha, you. In gotcha. like 200, 100, 400. <laughs> I didn't have a relay because I was the only person on my track team. Clearly, because my high school didn't have a track team, it was just me <laughs> <laughs> with a permission slip from my teachers saying team that I could AKA compete. One athlete. Yeah, it was me. Um, and then I ran uh, at nationals. Uh, Canadian Junior Nationals. I ran at Can the Canada Games, and then I ran for my university varsity track all four years that I went to university, and then I ran Canadian Nationals. Um, uh, like uh, first Nationals I ran were like under seventeen, and then I went like the Open Canadian Nationals, Olympic Trials. Um, and yeah, I only went as far as that, but I also like. I, coached the whole time so I was coaching track as I was running track oh, okay. and I had the opportunity to coach Team Canada at the World Maccabi Games in Israel so I got to get the Olympic experience as a coach not an athlete but it was still rewarding and like fun and then I coached Ryerson University track here and I coached York University Track Club before Ryerson so I was the head coach of Ryerson University oh. and then that's kind of when I stopped coaching. <laughs> 
And then, you, then that turned into what then? Like what happened after that? I decided to focus on myself and I started competing in bodybuilding. Oh, that's when that happened? Yeah, yeah. Because oh, I was okay. spending all this time like coaching other people like, right. you know, every night of the week and I was kind of like over it. And I was like, I, I, I'm so competitive that I wanted to compete at something again. Oh, got you. Yeah. So to devote the time to that, I had to kind of give up. Yeah. Because anybody that knows you, you were probably, I, I think I can say probably the most competitive person I know. <laughs> I still like, like I'm so competitive of everything. <laughs> everything. I won't say to a fault. <laughs> But it's one of the things that makes you you is that really, really tough, tough competitive side of you. Like you like you, nobody likes nobody hates losing more than you. It's I've never true. met anybody who hates losing as I've much as you better at losing over like the years. I used to be a terrible loser. Like, I'll be honest about that. And I've totally learned to be more accepting and like more, right. you know, like have more camaraderie where it's like, well, yeah, I used to I see mean, everyone as rivals and yeah, now I yeah, kind of, yeah. it's like, no, it's not. Well, like as long that. as I've known you, which I mean, it's granted, it hasn't been very long. It's been like maybe like, like four or five, six years. Yeah. Like that. Wow. But yeah, like as long as I've known you, you like you don't like to lose but you only really you only really are tough on yourself you know like yeah. you're not like you you're you're harsh on yourself not on your competition yeah exactly and if Which I is, lose, honestly, it motivates me more because I'm like, I got to work yeah, that much harder. That's what, that's what I'm saying, though. It's like when you because you just you don't like the feeling of losing. So then like every time when you're because if people ever see the way that you train or the way that you diet or the way that you do anything, it's like it's if, if people understood how much it bothers you to lose, like that's why she works so hard. <laughs> <Fact>. <laughs> you just don't want to lose again. No, I hate that. Feeling. Yeah. But like. <laughs> But a lot of it makes sense, right? Like you, you, you transition from like uh, coaching, you take those coaching skills from running and then you, and then it turns into like, so, okay, let me ask you this. Have you ever worked? I don't know if I ever asked you this before. Have you ever worked just like a normal ass, boring ass job? Oh yeah. I've had some, some fun jobs over the really? years. <laughs> I'm just like trying to imagine okay, you like so taking f- orders at a Wendy's. Oh God. <laughs> it's so strange. <laughs> I've, okay. My very, very, very very first job was picking potatoes oh my god <laughs> fact it was like that the, is hilarious and, and where i'm from at that time there was different types of like harvesting so when i say picking potatoes like literally i was in a field with work boots and um so my school would start in august instead of september when all the other schools would start because so many people where i'm from are involved in the potato industry oh my god that's so, so we would funny. get two weeks off in september called potato break that is because hilarious. everybody works in the harvest oh my god so that's so funny break. so then the digger would go through the rows and then it would dig up the potatoes so then with our hands you pick the potatoes put them in a basket take the basket put it in a barrel and then you tag the barrel and i got 50 cents a barrel and i made enough to buy like my first pair of nikes i was like <laughs> yeah I was like, yes that was my first job and then after that i was a recreation manager so i did like day day camps in the summer for like kids okay and i did that all the way through university except one summer of the university i started um and i picked uh, not picked i i planted trees because oh, it was good money yeah. planting trees but then i was working with all my mom's friends and they were like just gossiping oldly not old they're probably like my age now <laughs> like, they were just like i couldn't stand they're them old to you they were my the mom's time. friends yeah, yeah, I i'm like saying, i don't want to be hanging out with my mom's friends so yeah, i was like yeah, over yeah. it so i quit and i got mm-hmm. my recreation job man like back so i kind of only did that until like the job started so that was okay in university i worked 
God. Okay, number one, I'll say I worked at Fairweather Clothing, which was oh, all, that's also so funny. T- it was like old ladies. I don't know why. I was just like, I was like, I'll just take care of old ladies and spend time with old ladies. But um, and then I, on the side. <laughs> I don't even think you know this. I don't know any of this. I this is the, this is amazing. I was the mascot for my university. Oh no! I was the Dalhousie Tiger. You were the big. Oh my god! I that's so suit. funny. I was in suit. I was that was me for like four years. I was in the except when I had a track meet. I was the tiger at all events. And you just like it. I was the mascot. Yes. Yeah. So that ex- does that explain like the hype dancing that you're doing? I don't even know. Maybe yeah. When I bust out in like a dance yeah. that's terrible. Like yeah. You just know how to bring the hype at all yeah, times? Yes, because, because just deeply ingrained in your brain. Yeah, so. I was the mascot from the universe, but it paid so well. Like, who really wants to like get in a giant costume for hours and yeah, sweat? I would hope it does. It was a great gig in university. It like, sounds very. I got paid really well for like two hours of like sweating which was fine by me i'm okay with it but the one <laughs> thing that i didn't like is like dudes like would be drunk and they'd think that i was like a guy in the suit oh so then they like roughhouse me i'm like bro i'm a girl but i can't like, <laughs> say anything <laughs> so, whatever. so there was that um what else have i done and then kind of after that i've always like worked in a gym i worked at like a it was called Take 30. It's kind of like one of those women's circuit gyms. That was like my first like gym job. Mm-hmm. And then I worked at A Good Life. It was my first like real training job, like personal training. Okay. The other one was like teaching circuits and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then I worked in the hospital. I did breast cancer rehabilitation research for postmenopausal obese breast cancer patients. That's a that, jump. <laughs> that were involved in a study. Well, I went to school for kinesiology. So I was like, um, Kind of contemplating going back to like take physio or something and I just wanted like some experience. So I worked at the hospital and then I did some, I was, I worked as a kinesiologist doing like brace fitting for like ACL, MCL injuries, mm-hmm. um, like back pain. And then I also worked as a practicing kinesiologist in a physio clinic. So I was doing exercise rehab again, like for people who were in car accidents or came into the, you know, the physio from surgeries, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, Kind of after that, I just kind of decided that I wanted to just be a trainer. I worked for Steve Nash at the Steve Nash Fitness Clubs in Vancouver at the very first Steve Nash. So the very original one that he opened up. It's kind of like 24-hour fitness. And there's they're all over Vancouver now in British Columbia. They're kind of not here or anything because he has a bigger name there because he's from there. So I worked there and then I decided I just wanted to be independent. And I decided to start my own business. And... I didn't advertise myself to my clients at the time. I didn't solicit them. I was just like, hey, leaving, starting my own business, bye. And they all came with me. Mm. With Like they left the gym and I was like, huh, how about this? I guess I'm kind of good at what I do. So <laughs> then, uh, yeah, I just kind of started my own business. And then I moved here, carried on online. I worked at, because I no one really knew me here when I moved here as far as like training. I worked at a front desk at a gym in like Yorkville for a while. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Here I am. <laughs> but it's a lot of it is just like riding the wave. Yeah. Just, going just with knowing it. like I wanted to be involved in like health and fitness. And right. Just, you know, but it's not like working you're ever, off my degree. Yeah. But it, like you're not like you're not sitting picking potatoes in plaster rock going like one day I'm going to. No, own my own I mean, personal a lot of people that are from there are doing that. But not, no, <laughs> I always wanted like more. I knew there's more out there. So yeah, but it like you never really it's not like you were sitting there going like I'm going to be a. Uh, 
coach and competitor and all that. And when I was uh, kind of the only thing I ever wanted to do was like I wanted to go to the Olympics for track. I really wanted to go to the Olympics for track. Mm. And um, I remember once my grandmother I was talking with her and I was she's like, "What do you want to do?" And I was like, "I just want to go to the gym all day, every day." I like, literally <laughs> said that to her, and that's funny because I'm like, I'm in the gym all day, yeah. every day, <laughs> and like I, that is my reality. Yeah, it's so funny. <laughs> like you did it. Yeah, Come I mean, I dream. made it. Here I am in the gym all day, every day. It's it's weird. It's weird to to say, but it's like that is the dream for a lot of people. Like I wouldn't mind doing that if I was just in the gym yeah. all day, every day. Like yeah. I feel like I could do that. Yeah, and I, mean, I am in no way connected to like the fitness. Well, I mean. I guess I work marginally around like the fitness industry, but I'm like, if I could have any job that just allowed me to just train all day long, I would do it. <laughs> right? Yeah, it's ideal. I mean, it's fun, I, right? I wish bodybuilding paid more. And I didn't have to do like, not that I don't love what I do, mm-hmm. like, but it would be nice if like. Oh, but yeah, bodybuilding. I I don't know. I feel like this is more well understood now ish, but like, I mean, bodybuilding strictly comp- competitive bodybuilding, it's not necessarily like a career. Right, like you can't you can't make a complete living off of just bu- you competing can. bodybuilding. Some people can if if you. It's like a one percent type thing. It though. is, yeah, and and then the people who like still carry on after that is because they've built a brand around their name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or they've gotten involved with a company that they're known for that company, and that company even in retirement will keep them going because they make a salary from the company, and the company wants to be associated with that person. Yeah. So it's rare. Yeah, because I feel like when I see a lot of, um, you know, like a lot of people that are involved in like bodybuilding, like competitively, you know, it's it's the, the two main purposes that it serves is number one, it's for themselves because they like doing it. 100%. And number two is is, is brand building, because if, if you're going to be, you know, if you're going to be putting yourself out on, on, on the Internet uh, and trying to, you know. Uh, qualify yourself because there's so many people out there that are doing it and like yeah. one of the ways that you can try to kind of pull away is is by being a well-known competitor for sure and but now it's it's to the like the way social media is now like you don't even need to be compete to create a brand yeah. around your name like there's so many people who are famous in our world quote-unquote like on social media and none of them have ever really competed ever ever yeah but it just goes to show you like it that you know like it's it's just all about how you how you construct that brand and like everybody does it differently. It just so happens that you did it by being. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and, and like, it wasn't my purpose, like to like grow a quote unquote brand. It was just like, I was just documenting what I was doing. And like, you know, I, I don't really think my posts out that much. It's just like, right. whatever's on my mind, I like write it and people are like, Oh, it's so motivational. You're motivational. You're inspirational. <laughs> I'm like, I woke up and I was thinking that. <laughs> sometimes it's a paragraph sometimes it's a sentence like but that's probably why a lot of people connect with you right like you just you know the fact that there's not a lot of premeditation that goes into everything that you put out there it's just it's very authentic to you because it's just it falls out of your brain just ends up on the internet <laughs> verbal diarrhea it just feels yeah. it feels more like you're a human being you know because there's a lot of there's a lot of people and not this is not just exclusive to fitness either but there's a lot of people that are on the internet that i see like you can you can see right through it when you open up somebody's instagram page like oh that's not your real life yeah that's true like, that's yeah. just like what like what part of you am i seeing here that's what are you really like creating, exactly yeah and like there's people that'll have like huge personalities like on their on their story but then if you ever meet them in person they're just like really timid and awkward and yep there's, there's so many that. people i've met like that and i'm like oh not yeah. what i was thinking you were like at all yeah because i feel like if you're if you're the type of person who is 
genuinely that type of like big personality and really outgoing you probably don't need the internet yeah absolutely but if you if you are timid it's not like just because you're like you know like you have that social anxiety it doesn't mean that you don't have a personality and for them that's what like an outlet for them to put you know a construct a version of themselves that they kind of want to be mm-hmm. but anyways the point is it's like <clears throat> the brand the brand aspect of that is just so it's so important and i mean for you it wasn't necessarily about building because like i because you would have been doing that either way yeah for sure <laughs> yeah like you you'd, you'd be doing the the competitive aspect to it no matter what it just yeah. so happened that like well and the funny thing was that i was like so against social media like i didn't even have it until after i graduated university i was like i'm not getting this i'm not being part of this i don't want to be on social media as <laughs> that and then um I was dating this guy and then I wanted to creep on him so I got Facebook and then it was, <laughs> it was downhill after that <laughs> that's the honest truth and then I was in LA that's so and I was like doing something and then uh, someone's like you better get your Instagram name now and I'm like what are you, what's Instagram like what are you talking about and he was like it's gonna be the next big thing I remember I was hiking running canyon and I, I was like okay cool so I signed up for Instagram under like my old business name which was Alicia Bell Elite like elite oh, trainer. I didn't know that. Yeah, Alicia Bell Elite. And it confused a lot of people because people would be like thinking my last name was Belly Light. And I'm like, oh my God. And I'm like, that is <laughs> elite, so elite trainer. They'd be like, Alicia Bell Elite, what's that? What's that? I'm like, never mind. So then I sat down and I got a coffee shop and I did like one of those drawing boards about, you know, thought ideas of like business names and like putting words together. And then I cross reference it with the internet to see if there was a website taken. Like I tried to like rebrand myself. Mm. But um, so yeah, so I got my Instagram name. I was like at Alicia Bell Elite. And then um, I switched over to Train It Right when I moved to Toronto when I was branding myself, rebranding myself. And uh, but I really wasn't, I had no idea what I was doing on Instagram. To be honest, I just got it because somebody told me to. (laughs) (laughs) And then eventually just builds up to. Yeah, yeah. I think it just kind of organically grew. That's funny how that works, eh? Yeah. But that's one of the things that I'm like, I, I try to like, put out there to like a lot of people are just like you don't have to have a plan like you don't have to have yeah gary you know, you, says that a lot too yeah, and he's like instagram is not a poster board he's like you should post whatever you want patterns don't mean yeah, anything and, it like it just it doesn't matter like because the amount of people that have like told me that like you have to plan your grid out and your grid has to like because if you ever look at my instagram it's it's a it's a mess yeah it's all i mean over the place. so the reason why like if you look at mine it's kind of clean but sometimes i i go astray but like I've been doing like these like three like a series so mm-hmm. I'll do like three across but it's only because and I'm like you know I don't like because I don't believe that you have to plan out your Instagram but I have so much freaking content that like yeah. I have photos on photos on photos yeah. from like years and years and years of photo shoots that I still haven't even used yeah. and like so I'm like okay how can I do this and I'm like I'm freaking post the crap out of the world I don't care if people think I post a lot I'm getting rid of these photos like so <laughs> I can do new content like yeah, you know like yeah, what yeah. we shot today and like you know so then I can do more like current stuff but i just want to get i don't want to just sit there and i've never used the photos for anything so yeah i've had that problem too where i'm just like i shoot so much shit and i'm just like i'll stumble on it once in a while and i'm just like cruising through my hard drives like oh i never posted anything from that yeah yeah (laughs) i mean i'm literally like that i can go through my dropbox and like find like a bazillion photos (laughs) that i've never used that are like great there's nothing wrong with them it's just like for a while people were like oh you post too much so then i was like whatever i was just kind of posting casually and then now i'm like i don't care if i post too much it's my instagram (laughs) (laughs) use these photos is it hard to like because I imagine, like, when, when your following grows to, like, your level, because mm. even even in me, I feel this, like, with people, 
that have like all kinds of things that they that, that you know once you tell somebody that you're doing something on your own all of a sudden everybody's an expert oh and uh, they all have things to tell you they all know exactly how to how to, to run exactly what you do yet they're not doing it right so like yeah, oh, yeah. Like how do you how do you balance like you know all the things that people tell you to do how do you filter through you know i try i it depends how the person comes at me like mm, it, okay. it depends on like their interaction with me um like sometimes like i try to be like more open-minded than i used to about like what someone's saying but the, at the end of the day is like i'm not going to do anything that doesn't seem like me or like i don't i want i want everything to be feel like it's like me it's not uh fake or whatever and then just if someone suggests something and it's like for me, like, I'll take it into account, like, how they verbally are speaking to me, like, or, like, typing to me, or mm. how I, you know, read the message. It's like, if they're coming at me, like, you should do this, da, da, da. it's like, hi, how are you? Yeah, this is, <laughs> yeah, it's a great day. Thanks. Like, so That's it's like, sometimes I'll yeah. dismiss it. Other times, we're in such a weird world right now. Like, I can like someone's comment, like, double tap it and put a heart on it and, like, end the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Acknowledge That's and the, I'm out. Yeah. Like, That's, like, I'm, the new universal. I've acknowledged you. <laughs> and the way Instagram filters, it'll go to, like, the other inbox. You know what I mean? So oh, then if yeah. I look at the first few words and I'm like, <laughs> don't know you and that looks crazy. And I'm like, delete. I don't yeah. even read it. <laughs> there, yeah, but there is something to that in the way that's the that's interesting i never thought about that like how they come at you in the approach because you can you can read intention even even on like a dm yeah you know like you can tell the difference between somebody who's genuinely making a suggestion and somebody who's just saying something because they want to feel like they know something that you don't yeah you know but like i like i i just imagine at your level it's like all over the place yeah sometimes i miss things like if like i don't get to it it just like works its way through like the I don't know. The, like, it, like if you look at my phone right now, it's like there's so many messages. Oh yeah, and and <laughs> then constantly and like what, we haven't been here that long. But it's like, no, well, it's also because I've got like five Instagrams on my phone. Yeah, but that's true. Like, <laughs> if if it's not if it, I post something and then it refreshes, like it, it disappears at the bottom. Oh. And I'm not one of those people. Like I don't have time because I'm running all the other Instagrams. Like to go to every photo I post and look at all the comments. Like I don't do it. Mm. Like. People say you should interact and blah, blah, blah. And, like, you know, Instagram analytics will pick that up. Blah, blah. But, like, I literally, like, I want to work on my client programs or, like, you know what I mean? I can't just, like, reply to everyone's mm-hmm. comments. And so then I'll miss things. And, like, so sometimes, like, I don't see everything that everyone says to me. Right. And then people will get offended. Oh, I wrote this. Da, 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 da. I'm like, mm, I see it. <laughs> I Sorry. <laughs> no clue. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I've, I've talked about that before. It's like, I, I found that, like, probably the the best way that i found to handle it is just you know listen to everything take you know d- be open to everything but just you know it doesn't mean you have to follow yeah, take it with a grain of salt yeah you know like things. just whatever makes sense to you that's what you follow mm-hmm. but i mean like it doesn't mean you have to shut out opinions that don't necessarily that you don't want to hear yeah like i want you don't people, have to hide yeah i want them. people to be like interactive and like interested so at least when people are saying even negative things i'm like oh well you're still following me so <laughs> <Here> we <laughs> that's are such a strange <laughs> world yeah so at what point so like you start competing to, like i guess you, you you uh you progress the same way that everybody else does right you start bikini and then yeah well yeah i love bikini i wish like my body would want to be bikini i started competing because okay so let's rewind <laughs> um <laughs> I had 
I forget which came first. It's, it's not even that long ago. So I had a motorcycle accident, hurt my knee. Oh, no. Yes. Okay. Tore my ACL playing football. Mm. Recovered from that. Like spent like six months to like a year kind of getting normal. Got in a motorcycle accident. A cab driver cut me off and rode off my bike and then kind of messed up my knee. And like there was some legal stuff. And so I rehabbed that. And then I got a tumor, which was like a migrating tumor that had to be treated with chemo. So then when I had the chemo, it made me like I was always that girl that was like athletic and had abs and like, you know, just like the fit chick. And that's when I was doing a lot of the, my, my commercial stuff because I had like that look. And right. so then I got a tumor and the chemo kind of made me like puffy. Like I didn't talk about it. I didn't tell no one. None, none of my clients knew I had. I was going to chemo, like nothing. I was just like, whatever, I want to deal with it because I don't like sympathy. So I was like, whatever. Oh. So I was going to chemo. I had seven rounds of chemo and the chemo made me like super puffy. And I was just like, I was still in the gym, but like I was just, just, you know, just working out like regular gym chick. But I was like kind of upset and like pissed off and like whatever. And my friend Jen, who had competed, was like, you should compete. You're in the gym all the time anyway. So I was like, I was kind of against it because it's so subjective. And like with track and field, it's like I crossed the finish line. I won. Yes. And so I was kind of against the like subjectivity of it because it could come down to like literally the head judge liked somebody's suit better, like whatever. So Mm. I was like, I'm really against it. But then I was like, I need something. And so I started while I was still having chemo at prep. My very first prep, I was having chemo and I started the prep. (laughs) That's crazy. Yeah. It was like this time of the year. I started in like January and I competed in April, my first bikini show, but I had started the prep on chemo. And then I finished chemo during the prep and then went on stage as a bikini athlete, came last call up. And the feedback was like, figure, figure, figure. And I was like, no, stay in bikini. <laughs> so oh, really? They told you right from the beginning? <laughs> yes. Wow. And I was like, I don't want to be figure. <laughs> I love bikini. It's so girly. Like, whatever. So then I competed again in bikini. I came second, which was good. But it was like a small show. And then the feedback was like, figure, 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 figure. Mm. And then the coach I hired at the time we need not speak his name um was like i'll only coach you if you do figure and i was like fine i'll give it a try and that was kind of like the beginning of the figure division for me so yeah because by the time i met you you were long done with bikini like you were deep in figure at that point yeah yeah you were chasing the pro card when i met you yeah i mean and i only like i literally it was about i did one season i did two shows and then it was straight to like i already had like what people would call like a pro physique so that next year when i met you it was yeah four shows pro yeah 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 <laughs> like you were you were like right right on the cusp every of it time. every time yeah like when I, when I met you you were that's when you were every show you were like runner up every time yeah i was either i'd win my class and lose the overall because in canada you have to win the overall to get your pro card yeah or yeah or i just would come super super close yeah yeah. And that's where that uh, hatred of losing. Yeah. Oh, like as soon as I step off stage, I'm like, okay, next show is. And then that October, if like I hadn't have got it at nationals, I was literally ready to go to the Caribbean for like the next pro qualifier. I was like, I'm going to the Caribbean. But I didn't have to. <laughs> I just remember like when, uh, whenever uh, you would go off to compete somewhere, um, 
me and and the rest of the torque people, <laughs> the torque people, <laughs> would be would be at home, and then we'd all come into the gym and see each other, and be like, "You guys know how did Alicia win?" <laughs> and then we're and like every time we we're always just like there was always a a general anxiety of just like please tell me she won this time. <laughs> so she's about to spend all day on the stairs because <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like because like we we eventually like started to empathize because we're just like we wanted you to win so badly too because we we saw what it did to you when you lost and like how badly you wanted it. So that when when like the couple times when you when you would you know lose the overall or like the one time when you just came like when you came like runner up we're just like oh like we yeah. felt it too yeah yeah definitely not as not like, as badly as you did well that's what was cool is like you guys always support me like i would come in and someone would be on the stair master be like you need the stairs I was like, <laughs> yeah, yeah your stair <laughs> like they basically have written your name on yeah, it yeah. <laughs> it was your stair master yeah that's stairs. so funny everybody knew it too <laughs> when they saw you and they're like oh shit I get yeah <laughs> i just like I've, I've been on a thing like maybe one time i'm just like this sucks i just get off <laughs> it does suck <laughs> in the best possible way <laughs> but like so then when you won when you won your pro card like so how like that must have felt oh you had no idea because there was so much stuff going on behind the scenes too but it was like yeah it was like an undescribable feeling like if, if you asked me how to describe like i couldn't i can't, I can't even tell you like it just <laughs> Do you have like the specific memory of them calling or do you just like black out and just <laughs> I remember being backstage and then I was like it was like I kind of already knew because I had been in the center but you never know you can never say like you know but I had been in the center the entire overall and they never moved me and they moved people around me and then they just for some reason it took it what felt like forever backstage like call the number and I remember mm-hmm. like being in my head just like I'm, I actually I said it out loud to Tish we saw her at the gym today Tish the girl that when I was on the the uh, yeah, yeah, yeah treadmill yeah 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 <laughs> she was in the overall with me and we were both like staying there and I'm just like oh my god come on already <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then I'm like Number two thirteen, Alicia, and I was like, yes. It's <laughs> like all the all the angst yeah, and all the anxiety. Yeah, yeah, and I wanted to cry, but Mindy O'Brien was on stage, and she's like, "Don't cry!" Like as I'm like about to cry, and, like, <laughs> and she says to me on the stage, she goes. Nobody wants pictures of an ugly crier. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm not going to cry. <laughs> so I like, held back my tears. I was like, okay. I'm and you just gonna... break down when you get off the stage. You know what? I, did, I just, just, I didn't, it didn't really feel real. Like, I'm still like, okay, one, but it was just like, I didn't cry. It was like, finally, like, it was just like that feeling. I was like, so ha- happy. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how to explain it. It was just like, <sighs> It's just a flush of... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I wanted so bad. It was just like, I didn't even... like All my emotions were mixed up and had no idea what to do. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like that's just something that like very, very few people like... I don't don't know if I'll ever know what that feels like. Yeah. You can only kind of imagine. Because you see these people having these reactions of just like somebody who like wins like a a championship belt or like a a world title at this or whatever. And you're just like... I I always watch those and I'm just like, I wonder what that feels like. (laughs) Yeah, it's like I can't even describe it. Like even if I tried to this day, I have like no idea how to explain like... Yeah, but like for a lot of people, what you don't realize too is just like there's not like you you see you see the apex of the journey there yeah but like there's a long road yeah it's like, like the iceberg like yeah, analogy it's like 90 percent like, of it you don't see yeah right? you just see that one victory so like a lot of people will see that and be like oh i want to feel that way but then they don't understand like what it takes to get there and like you know you 
that whole idea of being ultra competitive because you know if you're gonna win in a sport where you have to beat out other people you gotta beat out other people yeah so like if you don't have that one because not everybody has that i don't have that i don't have that killer instinct of just like being able to like beat out other people um just because like it's intimidating if you're ever like in any kind of competitive like sport yeah it's intimidating being amongst other people that have that competitive edge that if you don't have it you probably you probably can't you probably can't hang with them yeah and a lot of times in the sport like you're by yourself like you're working out by yourself you're dieting by yourself behind closed doors like yeah what it's you, more like yours yeah, yeah for sure. you have like a lot of self-responsibility so it's like you really put your effort and everything that you do like shows on stage like all the little things sleep like it's your, crazy yeah like, supplements cardio intensity it's like ev- ed- adherence to the plan like it's everything yeah like you talk about like uh like a 12 or like a, like an eight week a 12 week uh a 20 week prep sounds like a long time for the, the one state but it's not just the prep right like it's it's years and years for you especially like this it's years and years and years that then end with that 20 week prep and then <laughs> you see like how like how, how much stage time you get like a minute oh god like your individual like routine at the time was 15 seconds now it's 10 seconds that's crazy but like uh yeah you don't see all that but it's also everything that i was doing before like all the track and all the in the gym and that, that built up to me being able to get my pro card in i guess two years less than two years which is very quick for most people some people right. spend their entire life and never get it but it's also my whole life i was unintentionally training yeah. for it like you said like back when i was like in high school and i was doing like squats and yeah, push-ups yeah. and stuff like i was preparing myself to be able to get my pro card once i started competing so fast because most people it takes shows and shows especially in canada where you have to win the overall in the states sometimes they do top two in each class not just the overall get a pro card so mm. because they have a bigger population than us yeah, yeah, yeah. so here it's like overall or nothing so it's it's even like more rare to get it in canada right so but it still is like but like that's why like if you you can't just look at one person's like victory moment and then study their story and like i'm gonna do it exactly like that yeah no it's not gonna happen it doesn't work like that but that's genetics environment there's so many factors yeah like like you're you're the way that you're raised yeah like (laughs) there's no comparing especially like bodybuilding it's so so much to it like you can't compare yourself and that's if you start comparing yourself you're never gonna yeah. It's so hard to, to succeed. So there's one thing that's like that has somehow made its way in like every episode of the podcast so far. It's like um, comparing the ideas of being somebody who's very process oriented versus somebody who's very goal oriented. I think you are probably the best example of somebody who is both. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's 100 percent. You have to be. It's like the process to get to the goal. Like you got to break it down to get to the, the big goal. Yeah. Because yeah. you, because you are, I mean, you do have that drive to where you are the type to to, to really obsess over, almost obsess <laughs> over like yeah. the, that one victory, hundred percent, and that you're willing to do whatever it takes to get there. But like at the same time, you, you know, like like you said, like you when you were when you were younger, like you, just, I I want to be in the gym all the time, yeah, and you're just like so that's the like the process that gets you there. That doesn't mean you don't have you know the drive to want to only win the thing. You know, um, but like, so how do you, it's just, it's such, it's just such a, like a unique characteristic that like, yeah, being able to, being able to, uh, to, to fall in love with the process while still keeping an eye on the, on that prize. Yeah. 
I mean, you have to love every minute of everything that you're doing. Like, yeah. I mean, I'm hard on myself and it might sound like sometimes like I don't love it, but I do. <laughs> like I'm ridiculously hard on myself, but I like the hard things. And I like the idea that like I'm willing to do what like a lot of people aren't willing to do. And that mm-hmm. motivates me. Like even now, like my goal was like I, you you were at my pro debut and it was like I was too big. Yeah. Lovely. <laughs> great i mean how much did i really grow from october to june anyway but whatever (laughs) apparently i'm bigger than most pros after just winning my pro card but it is what it is so that motivates me because i was like okay well i want to stay figure so what do i gotta do and i've lost 9.1 pounds of muscles since july when i did a dexa and i did a dexa last month so i'm i'm willing to do the hard stuff so that was my goal this year is like those little things like most people like it's really hard to lose muscle and most people like work really hard to build it and like <laughs> really sad when i was like i'm losing muscle like this is what's happening because this is what i want to do so it's like let me do the the harder route so the harder route is losing muscle so yeah because yeah. i think a lot of people too because i remember when i first met you there was a period when you were like you were like very very lean for like two straight years yeah and that's hard to do it's not the easiest thing to do and like you were you were like if not i wouldn't recommend it it for everybody (laughs) i was just really close to the card yeah but like there were there was a stretch of time where like we nobody nobody ever really got to see exactly you you know what you really really look like yeah like you know like the the amount of muscle that you have on you it's like it's crazy because we saw it we would see you like shredded for like walking around shredded for like two years yeah yeah and last year was like the first year for a prep that i lifted heavy too so mm. then it just goes to show like my genetics are just set up for like muscle building like it's crazy more than most people crazy amount of thing so for you if you had to pick one mm. between the process and the goal what to you is more important oh it's an interesting that's an interesting question that is a really interesting question <laughs> i almost think the process is more important because you have all these goals like i have you know goals on goals on goals but you know you have to pick one and then you have to figure out the process and the process has to get you there. So I think the process is more important because it leads you to that goal. And if you don't have a process set out, you're never going to achieve the goal. So I think the process definitely is more important. It's more, do you think it's, it's, it's more important to, to value the process versus the goal? So let's say, for example, if, if, you, if you go five, five years and never reach that one goal. Or let's say you go your whole life, never reach that goal. You know, and at the end of the day, the process is, is all you had, right? Like that day to day. And if you didn't enjoy that, this is because this is my point. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, I would definitely fall on the more process oriented side. Because for me, if I'm to set a goal that like either changes in five years or just I never reach it and I just shift gears, change lanes, I have to I have to look back. I have to be able to look back and say, you know, the, the, the five years that I spent trying to get to this one goal, did I enjoy those five years? Exactly. Yeah. And if the answer is is no, that would be devastating <laughs> right? to me. Right, exactly. So do you, do, but I mean, for you at the same time, like you definitely value that goal. Oh, I value the goal so much, but the goal can change. So take, for example, like when I was chasing my pro card, I had in my, on my bathroom mirror written, I, I will win my pro card in 2018. Okay, so then I in my head, the process was I was going to do the Arnold's and and then the Arnold's was going to get me that goal. So I didn't win the Arnold's, as we all know. And I crossed off, you know, 
the 2018 or whatever. I crossed it off and I put the next show was at Toronto Pro. So mm-hmm. I changed my goal. But the process to get there was still the same things that I had been doing. But I just made my goal more specific. So then I won my class and I lost the overall at Toronto Pro. And I was like, okay. Crossed it off. I will win my pro card in 2018 at the Vancouver Pro. Worst showing of my life. Well, I came third. It's not that bad. But I I didn't (laughs) win my class, which is like weird for me at that time. I was like, whatever. Cross it off. Process stays the same. The goal kind of changed. So then it was like, I will win my pro card in 2018 at Canadian Nationals in October. And I did. But like I kept my processes going the whole time as the goal kind of adapted. Mm. So I still had the goal, but the goal was changing as my processes, like as I was going through the process. Right. But I kept the general goal. It just like, you know, it took me longer to get it than I thought it would get it. But I still kept my eye on the goal. But I still had to make a priority of the process to get to that goal, even though the goal was slightly changing, if that yeah. makes sense. And you're just constantly dealing with like the... You're like, okay, it didn't happen this time. It didn't happen yeah, that time. Yeah, but you I think- still had 2018. I mean, I'm, I'm glad I wrote 2018 because, yeah. heck, I could probably still be chasing it if I hadn't put 2018, but I was, like, yeah. adamant that it was going to happen. That's what, that's, what's, that's what makes you interesting is that you kind of ride that line of just, like, because it's, it's not black and white. Because, like, I, I, the way that I talk about it makes it seem very black and white. It's either you, you're somebody who you know, values only the process or somebody who only values the goal, but it doesn't have to be that way, right? You can, you can have a balance of both. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, for you, it's like, I feel like if you're too focused on the goal, you forget to enjoy the process. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And if you're too focused on the process, you lose sight of the goal. So you got to kind of, I don't know, make yourself in there. (laughs) Well, that's what I do. I mean, yeah, I guess it's not for everybody. (laughs) Yeah. Because I always wonder too, like, cause you know, you, you don't get it the first time sometimes you know like you'll you'll miss you'll miss on your way up there and like those little failures along the way it'll knock some people out of the race because like you just can't handle yeah 100 percent. people like lose their motivation or like just give give up because it's not easy it's like today like our society with everything we're used to getting like you know instantly gratification yeah yeah. Yeah. so like a lot of people can't deal with those like they feel like well i mean like like I, i i don't love using the word failure but like that's kind of what it is right yeah. like you, you set a goal you don't meet it it's a failure sure like you can yeah, and they don't want to feel that again or they don't want to experience it instead i use it for motivation where most people just kind of like okay well, what else can i do what's next what's whatever yeah. but i'm like okay now i'm motivated <laughs> I, I gotta be better than i was like <laughs> have you put any thought into what happens if you ever decide to stop competing Cause I mean, you have, you oh, obviously for sure. you have like, a... I can't do this sport forever. Like, and I'm not like mm-hmm. I'm a lot older than most people think I am. Um, it's not a bad problem to have. <laughs> no, no, not at all. But, um, yeah, like, I mean, all the things that I'm doing now are setting me up, like, you know, being involved with all these companies and what we're trying to create here. This is just the beginning of right. like, uh, you know, something that I feel like is going to be really big, even though I didn't mean to get involved in it. I'm, I'm like, I feel like I'm part of like the HD family and all aspects. And like, you know, we're continuing to grow the brand and, and build the brand from the ground up. And that's kind of like what we want to do. So I feel like I'll always be involved in the sport, like as a coach at some level um, and, you know, behind the scenes, like doing things like promoting, trying to make the sport better for other people and taking what I've learned and giving them a better experience. So I kind of feel like I'll always have some sort of involvement in the sport now um, at whatever level I, you know, I mean, I'm 
I'm involved in a gym that, you know, houses bodybuilders and fitness enthusiasts and, you know, building that so they can have the best experience, you know, in their career. And like I have a say in things. And also with the supplement company being involved in, it's not just it's not just a supplement company. It's a very well thought out formulas that are without fillers and all natural and sweetened with stevia versus um just fake crap like it's something that will make athletes better and i'm not just saying that because i'm involved in it like i'm i truly believe in that and then that in its own like i'm involved in something so amazing like that so you know that is also something that i wouldn't be doing if i hadn't have started this sport so it's like i feel like i'm not just putting all my eggs in one basket as being like a competitive bodybuilder which doesn't pay any money and that's what a lot of people do they chase this pro card but then it's like it doesn't pay the bills like now what so you've you've put everything into this and you're living at home in your mom's basement like congrats like you're a pro like what does that do for you but i want to use the pro status to help people and make people better not just have it on next to my name and just like you know, ride that like quote unquote famous wave of being a pro. Like I want to have people respect me because I'm a pro and I have all these experiences, but like also help them and give back because that's what I wish I would have had, you know, 10 years before I even did the sport. I wish I had the knowledge about the sport, like in, you know, so if I can help people get involved younger, but do it smart and with, you know, the best environment, the best, whatever, then I've already like, you know, done well as a pro in my mind, even if I, you know, yeah, I'm only that. competing in, you know, five years, like mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah, I love that. That's how you that that's how you build like the it, it, like it becomes like a weird little ecosystem. Yeah. Of like you know people that, that kind of retire from competing or people that like you know maybe have things that force them to retire early. But you. Well, I know you, pros you, got their card, and then that's what they went. Their whole goal was just to get the card, and then I've never competed as a pro. Oh. Yeah. Well, I, guess, I guess that would happen, right? Like yeah. that's once you're a pro, then what? <laughs> sometimes like you it's the luck of who shows up like just because you got your pro card doesn't mean you're gonna be a good pro right and then, like you know they got their pro card but then they know or not not necessarily everybody but some people just like know they're not going to be able to be a competitive pro so why spend all that money why put all that effort because like in the, the day like right you know? Those are the people that are only focusing on the goal. Exactly. Ah, yes, they are. <laughs> so that's another problem that comes up. It's just like, what happens if you you put all your time, you put all your eggs in the, this one basket that like puts you to this one goal, and then you get it, then what? Yeah. Like if people that don't have it's a plan a great for what happens after. Like, congrats, but it's not everything. Right. It's not everything. You still got to have a life after that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's almost like when you, um, you get a degree, but you don't get hired after you get your degree because you don't have any experience. Mm. It's like, it's interesting. You know, yeah, it's kind of like same thing, right? Like, it's like, okay, you got a pro card, but you don't have anything else. That's is what it is, you know? Yeah. But then, yeah, like you contribute to that little ecosystem and then everything just like slowly build, you, you can build the sport up to, to have more, you know, like a wider base of knowledge and a lot more resources. And like the internet's a lot of like a really big part of that, right? Yeah. You know, it gives people, it, it gives people like a lot of opportunity to have like this kind of a career and this kind of a, you know this aspect of giving back and and rebuilding you know even once you've aged out of the sport or like if you've like suffered some sort of injury that forces you out of the sport and like nothing's guaranteed (laughs) yeah so that's really yeah it's really interesting but i'm like it's just like the whole story we didn't even touch the the the, the lingerie football (laughs) yeah that was that happen uh when i first moved to toronto um i was working front desk at a gym 
And I saw it. I was looking for, like, I wanted to compete at something because, like, I've always competed at something. But when I moved to Vancouver, I took a pause at competing because I had competed at the Olympic trials. And I was just kind of like, uh-huh. eh, all my friends are making the Olympic team. I didn't make the Olympic team. Now what? So I moved to Vancouver. I was working. Oh, see, I forget things that I do. So not only was <laughs> I working um, at the gym there, but I was also bartending and, like, doing coat check and, like, working in a club. There was a really cool club, actually. It was called Richards on Richards for anyone who's from Canada has been in Vancouver and I say that you will definitely know what I'm talking about it's kind of a it was an iconic club and we would have like concerts but we would have people there before they became famous mm-hmm. so we ha- I saw Lady Gaga do a, an acoustic set I oh. saw Katy Perry do an acoustic set wow. I saw Z Trip and in this like it was more like an intimate club but it was Right before they became famous. You know when they're kind of in the underground mm. and like people are starting to talk about them? You catch them right before they Yeah, get caught. And I, I took it for granted because I was like, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just trying to get tips. But then I like, when I think back now, I'm like, holy crap, I saw this person, I saw that person. I didn't even like. Before they blew up. Yeah, crazy, yeah, before like taking pictures with your cell phone and Instagram was even existing. Like I saw these cool people, like, but like half of them I don't even remember now because like I wasn't really paying attention. I was just in the club working. Yeah. But so I was working there and uh you know whatever and i just took a break like i was kind of like you know working in the gym but i wasn't really competing at anything so when i moved back here i was like okay i want to compete at something like i'm like i was contemplating i was coaching track and i was contemplating making come back in track as a master's athlete Mm -hmm. um because master's is a lot younger in track than like most sports so it's like maybe i'll come back in track and then i'm like you know no i don't really feel like coming back in track i'm still coaching track i'm not trying to be an athlete right now and compete potentially against my athletes so then i was like what like what can i do and i like saw this like ad somewhere or something it was like try out for the lingerie football league (laughs) i was like sick (laughs) i saw this on tv i was like minimal equipment i can hit girls i can fight and not get in trouble this is perfect for me did they fight in that league oh yeah oh and you could say anything there's minimal penalties like it's very like oh yeah if you it was there's really a, just there's a fight on youtube between the pittsburgh team and our team it was like all bench like we we're just beating the snot of each other and like <laughs> they just break it up and then like okay carry on game <laughs> So it was like, it was fun, but like I talked a lot of shit when I was playing. Well, I've just worked a couple of times, but anyway, so I would like the masks, there's no like, um, like you can reach your hand up underneath masks. They're like a half hockey helmet. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like people like, I like calling like, you're a fat bitch, <laughs> like getting punched in the face. And like every game I had like black and blue lips, and, like whatever, because I just talk so much trash. But, um. Yeah, I thought it'd be right up my alley because I'm fast. I can run. I can catch ball. Like I like sports. Like yeah, it's it was it was a good fit at the time of my life. So I played a little lingerie football until I tore my ACL, and that was that. And it forced you out of it. Yeah, and it wasn't really popular here in Canada, Toronto. Like it's such a, it's it, a very strange idea. It is, but like and people would be like, oh, they're wearing lingerie, but like we really weren't. We were wearing like booty shorts and like a sports bra, and we had shoulder pads on and like knee pads and elbow pads. We were wearing more than beach volleyball wears, and it was like it's yeah. more of like entertainment, and that's more like Americanized. Like Americans will go drink a beer and watch something ridiculous like that. Canadians are too like, oh my god, they're girls and they're hitting each other in their in their underwear. <laughs> like so, it, we in the states they'd sell out arenas in the league, and then here we wouldn't sell out. It wasn't making a profit for the league, so the league kind of just dissipated here. Right. Um, 
but I mean, I don't really see anything wrong. It was fun. It was it was it's something to compete a, at. It's just such a random thing. The first time you sent me a picture of you in the uniform, I was like, <laughs> what? I was like, at what point in your life does this fit? <laughs> like, where? I mean, I was just trying to compete at something, and I was trying to find something. That's so funny. Yeah. But anyways, I think that's a that's a good that's a good little story to close out on. But like it's a good that it, that's why like it, you're so interesting to talk to because like you just you're not somebody who just you know like you know having the classic you know grow up in the suburbs go to school graduate don't know what the fuck you're gonna do and then you know that that's when you figure out what do i actually like you know i feel like that's so many people's story is just you know you follow the formula i mean i did this like you follow the formula which is you know you grow up you you know you you learn please and thank you 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 get good grades you go to school you get a degree and then it's like okay go ahead live your life like well yeah you you give me no resources and then that's when that's when you start to ask yourself okay who am i what do i like to do and then you so like most people don't even start their life until they're like 22 yeah but like with you you were just from (laughs) i I graduated high school at 17 so i left my house when i was 17 oh i didn't know that yeah i will have a late birthday and then we start school early there so i graduated when i was 17 i turned 18 my first year of university oh oh and then you were oh i got you i got you. yeah because here at that time you guys had grade 13 so we didn't mm. so like yeah it was, it was at school early university early yeah I had no clue what i was doing but i was there but you were just <laughs> but like throughout throughout like the thread of your life there's always there's always a part of you that's asking yourself like what do i like to do and you're yeah, always going after like, yeah i can't I'm, not, I'm always every time i've worked like a job like when i was working at fairweather i was like miserable when i was working for somebody else at a front desk at a gym i was miserable like yeah so anytime I, you were doing something that was quote-unquote you're supposed to do yeah. you're not happy yeah so it's just when you when it's it's when you follow what you like yeah. to do that's when you find yourself yeah and even the, the roles that i'm in now although like i'm working for people and someone it's very independent and i, I like have a say in what i post like for pure like today i dreamed up like i want to feature this person or i want to write about this and they just let me post it and it's like yeah sometimes they'll tell me like yeah we want this but it's not i don't feel like um, i'm not in control of like what i'm doing or like i'm not i don't have a say right i feel better when i have a say or yeah. to voice my opinion i love that about you though and I, I, that's one of the things that i admire the most about you is that you are somebody who really does march to the beat of your own drum <laughs> and you don't really and you're Let and up. now at this point in your life you are at the the most of a position where you don't have to give a fuck what anybody says yeah and now you can really just do whatever the hell you want and you're really for the most part <laughs> yeah but it's not like you ever it's not like you ever decided okay one day i'm going to be somebody who only does what i want to do so you you lived your whole life like that and it led you to the life that's where you're in a position where you don't have to listen to anybody except yourself anymore yep fact. <laughs> yeah but yeah so um i mean there's so many things that we like didn't even touch i'm like Part all two. the cities you've lived in i'm like oh my god like your, your life story is so stories yeah got some stories. crazy stories that we don't have time to get to all of them but uh yeah is there anything else you want to plug or talk talk about i mean we, no. we've talked a lot about the hd i don't know how much of that is off limits to talk no, about no we but. can talk about anything it's pretty open yeah <laughs> yeah so you've got yeah, uh, so so you're with Team HD now for for coaching. Uh, the, the the supplement brand is is coming soon. There's it's a parallel. It's it. out. It's out. Oh, it's launched. Oh, it is launched. Yeah. Oh, it is launched. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've seen that. So yeah, that so like all of that is is launched, but it's all like 
and, and then pure, you still and got the, my stuff train it right you still got the train it right brand going you yeah. got like a million things going on like people tell me i'm busy like i like it's hard for me to look at myself and say that when i know people like you right <laughs> like, like this whole time however long we've been talking my phone is just uh, dis- <laughs> destroying destroying uh, putting, 11 putting. messages somewhere on one instagram and then <laughs> team hd muscle mansion yeah one two three three clients have messaged me yeah it's a yeah, you really do embody that attitude that I yeah. advocate for, which is like, well, no matter what you're doing, you can always do a little bit more. <laughs> Something like that. Within within reason. Within within reason. reason you gotta yeah. you gotta take care of yourself too. But yeah, yeah, um, yeah, I gotta get you back to tell tell some more of these weird these I'm wacky here for stories. It. Yeah, yeah, story time. And next another story time. Yeah, but yeah, appreciate being able to call you a friend. Yeah. And uh, yeah. It's always it's always nice talking to you, and I don't get to see you as much anymore now that you're out here. But I'm sorry. Well, I mean, I <laughs> but guess also, next. But I also want to say that I'm proud of you because again, we talked about at the beginning how when you had like little camera, didn't yeah. know what you're doing, and I'm like, can you vlog me? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and like oh, now, look what you're doing. You started your own podcast. Yeah. It's amazing. I always wanted to do a podcast. In fact, I have a microphone, and I was you going do to it. do it once. But yeah, let me just add that into the things that I'm doing now and sleep when. Well, I mean, that's what I did. Fair. I feel like I wouldn't interview people. It would just be me ranting. You could. You could hold up a podcast all on your own just talking about it. That's what my YouTube is. It's just me ranting these days. Yeah, you could definitely do it. You could definitely hold it up. But yeah, I hope I hope anything that you anything that you feel like doing, I say go after it because I feel like you can do anything. Of, of all people that have ever proved to me that anything's possible, you are a huge example of that. So appreciate having you here. Thank you. Thanks and we'll for talk having again me. soon. And uh, yeah, that's the podcast for this week. Follow me. Always follow follow Alicia Bell. Train it right. Everything's on Instagram. Right. Everything's training right. Yeah, so I'm really easy to find. Yeah, <laughs> that's the, the unified branding. Facts. Uh, train it right everywhere. Instagram, YouTube. Uh, follow those vlogs oh, and uh, keep keep an eye out for the next time we got you on here. But then, yeah, it's the podcast for this week with Alicia Bell. Thank you for listening. Goodbye.